Episode 29, Deacon and the Doctor are back. I know we were off for a couple of weeks, but we are excited to, to bring the show back to you. We talked a lot about sports this week with football, exciting, and basketball starting off. Uh, then we talked a little bit about the politicizing of the Supreme Court as they begin their session. And also a question about the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So exciting episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And I am a, an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm a doctor of education. And the idea of the podcast is we're going to invite you to pull a chair up to the kitchen table and we're going to talk about real events. What's relevant? Yeah, and you might not agree with us or we might not agree with each other, but we're still going Amen. to have the conversation because, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here. And this is the Deacon and the Doctor. Hey folks, uh, this is Deacon Bill here. Just a quick disclaimer. Know that the views expressed on Deacon and the Doctor are strictly Rhonda's and mine. They don't represent... I can speak for myself. My <laughs> views. <laughs> they don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church, right? And they definitely don't represent any education, no institution or uh, entity. Just my views. And the other thing that we'd love is we'd love to hear your views. And so you can reach us uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, find us at Deacon underscore Doctor. Yes, Deacon underscore Doctor. And follow us and give us some likes on the things that we post that you find interesting or comment if you have something that you'd like to add. And we will be gladly discussing it on our future episodes. Thanks. Hey everybody, it's been a good long month since you've had a podcast from us. We have been preoccupied. We figured you were falling behind and needed to catch up, so we wanted to give you a couple of weeks to catch up on those past episodes that you can find on Anchor.com. All right. Well, what's going on now, Deacon Bill? We got to talk about sports. Look at all the great sports going on right now. We got the Major League Baseball playoffs. The Yankees are out, which I love to talk about the Yankees being out. <laughs> uh, and Did, Were the Yankees in the playoffs? They were in the wild card, so they lost to the Red Sox. Okay, so they had one game to play yeah. in or out. In and and they out. put Garrett Cole, who we all know was cheating. Uh-huh. And when they uh, stopped putting the foreign substances on the baseball, you know, Garrett Cole went from being an ace to being a... Uh, Guy who can't win games anymore. So that's what happens to cheaters when they get caught. They lose. So the Yankees are out. Okay. Yankees are out. I don't know anybody. They're paying $400 million to a guy who can't win games anymore. Love it. Keep spending money, Yankees. Keep going. All right. Clearly Uh, you have a problem with the Yankees. But but more importantly, we got the NFL going on. Everybody loves football. Um, You know games? Everybody. Well, all right. Little football. Football but, games, the average game is averaging over 17 million viewers. I'm not saying that people don't watch football. And football, I'll say this. Football is a good gathering event, right? Yeah. because you, you can have finger foods and get together with people. And people that don't know anything about football will sit around. And you, you can tell when somebody scores because it's, it's right. pretty uh But it's better simple. when you put all the non-football fans in one room. And they can have all of that chatter going on and then have all the football fans in another room. That's well, clearly, that's the way to make the party work well. Clearly what you said is, what, 
people like watching football. So somebody's watching football. That's right. All right. So let's talk about football. Well, you got your Kansas City Chiefs, who everybody thought would be the best team. They they said up... that I must say the media was like, oh yeah, Kansas City, like Kansas City was like hyped. There yeah. was a, a lot of hype around Kansas City. Two and, and three right and Kansas now. Losing City record. Is, uh, stinking it up. But this has happened traditionally is the Super Bowl loser struggles the next year. And it's I, I can't really put any rhyme or reason as to why that's true. Yeah. But it has traditionally happened. Yeah. Well, did Tom Brady struggle? His, well, so there, there's an exception. The years. Patriots, when Brady was with the Patriots, you know, they had the year where they lost to the Giants, came right back. When they lost to the Eagles, they came, came right, right back. back. So, yeah. so, yeah, the Patriots something's, is an exception. Something's happened with that. Uh, but all yes. other 31 NFL teams, when they lose in the Super Bowl, they, they struggle that next year. Okay. So, uh, how about your Cowboys? They seem Cowboys, to be doing pretty good. Right. They lost to uh, Tampa Bay, right? Tom Tom Brady leading the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their opening game. But they, uh, they've won four games since. Um, granted, not, not necessarily beating the best of teams, but they did beat San Diego in the... the San- no, I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers. No longer San Diego. Still yeah. can't get used to that. They did beat the Chargers... Uh, at their place, one of those new billion, like $5 billion stadiums. Yeah, uh, that was a surprise. I, I just knew they were going to lose when they went to the uh, Chargers. Because uh, everybody had hiked up. Yeah. Quarterback. And, and really surprised, uh, Arizona Cardinals, only undefeated team in football. Kyler Murray, who everybody said was too short to play quarterback in the NFL. Seems to have figured it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, number one pick in the NFL, but also was a first-round pick in Major League Baseball. Hey, athletes yeah. got to be athletes, right? Yeah, I mean, that's exceptional. But, um, but you know, I'm playing a different different style, right? I mean, we're used to seeing a quarterback like Tom Brady stand in the pocket, throw the ball right. Kyler Murray doesn't do that. He's able to run around. But, again, avoid those big hits. Yeah, and so that's where eventually I think your legs – don't hold up as well, and your game has to change. And if he, if his game had required him to stay in the pocket, he would not be a successful quarterback. But Maybe not as successful, but I think the game's going that way. I mean, we saw the high school game 20 years ago go in this direction. Well, college, I, I didn't see no high school game. You know, co- college uh, started going that way too. You put your best athlete, you give them the ball, and, and you create room and space for them to operate, right? And now the NFL is it's starting to go that way that. as well. Yeah. You know, and you've got Perhaps. quarterbacks like Murray, who's a little bit smaller, quicker, but then you also have a quarterback like Buffalo. Uh, they're also doing very well right now. They just beat Jared Kansas Allen. City. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Um, also somebody else. does a lot with his legs, um, but a, a much bigger Guy. quarterback, you know. And, okay. And the prototype for that quarterback was Cam Newton, you know, going back. Mm-hmm. You know, the last 10 years, uh, obviously a, an MVP and, and played in the Super Bowl. But that kind of a quarterback who can get out of the pocket and you're not just going to reach out with your arm and pull down. Right. You know, Josh Allen. Right? Well, that's that's just like one of those throws that Dak made in, in the game. Like he was it was going to be a sack. 
and he flung the ball. And I'm like, how the heck did like you got to have some strength for right. you know the defenders hanging on you, and you're keeping your leg up so that you're not down, you know, to get the ball out. And we also have to mention that in uh, college football, Goliath the has Al- fallen. Alabama, the tide is not rolling. That's right. The tide got stopped. So Alabama loses to Texas A&M, uh, which creates a huge ripple across cause the college football playoff world now. You know, only yeah. four of the four top teams make the playoffs in, right. in college football. So we'll see, you know, can an undefeated Cincinnati from a lesser known conference? I don't think so. Or an undefeated Oregon from out west, could they pass a one-loss Alabama team? Now, what's their strength of schedule? You know, who who's Alabama playing versus who? I don't even know who you just said. And that's what the <laughs> Alabama players are saying. How many players from well, Alabama? Oregon, uh, Oregon came out to Ohio State, beat Ohio State. Okay. In the, in the horseshoe, right? So there, there's a good win there. Now, Ohio State, if they continue to win, you know, like if, if they were to win, say, the Big Ten, that, that win looks much more impressive, yeah, right? Yeah, if, yeah. if Ohio State loses a couple more games and nobody cares. But, you know, Alabama has to be Georgia now. You know, if Georgia wins oh, out. Oh, because look at there. Georgia is number one. Georgia's about, number one. How about is them Georgia Bulldogs? on your mind? Georgia on my mind. How about, how about them Georgia Bulldogs, people? And what, what makes Georgia special right now is their defense. But I don't know if their offense can hang in some of these elite Time games. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell, right? So we'll see. But, but yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see some other teams get a chance. To play, know. yeah. It's always been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and, and then somebody, Oklahoma. Somebody or, else, yeah. yeah. Um, so Oklahoma won a very close game against Texas. We'll see. They've had some narrow wins. They haven't had impressive wins. And yeah. the other thing that's interesting to me, uh, Oklahoma just benched Spencer Rattler in the win over Texas. And let's be clear, I have no clue who okay. Spencer Rattler is. Right. But he is a guy. Who is Spencer Rattler? The quarterback from Oklahoma. Okay. Was the projected number one pick. He ain't gonna be the, the number one pick no more. Right, and one the of bench. these guys that signed for like a million dollar NFI deal, like all of these things were going his way. But you know, you get exposed, right, when you play too much. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like some of these guys who don't play as much, like a Josh Allen, or play at some of these smaller schools. Okay. You don't know as much about them, but when you're playing on a big stage like this... You got to perform on yeah. the big stage. That's yeah. the bottom so line. We'll, we'll see if he can get it back, but right now, hurting somebody else who's not playing at all right now... Who's that? ...can shift shift uh, gears over to the NBA, starting with uh, some preseason action. But your boy Ben Simmons, who... Ain't my boy, but... Had like, some issues last year in the playoffs... So so just because when you get called out and he was called out by a lot of people say his coach called him out because one of the reporters say, hey, can you win a championship with Ben Simmons? And Doc said, I- I'm just not sure right now. Right. right. And everybody takes that as Doc called him out. I don't think that's a fair exit. Now, Joel Embiid, the center for the Sixers, who is known for speaking his mind. Did said, he call him out? So we need Ben to step up. That's right. So you know. if Joel Embiid said <laughs> so. we need him to step up, what Doc was saying is maybe it's time for me to take the take the kid gloves off and go ahead and call a spade a spade. 
And, you know, rather than coming in the gym and working on it, Ben has stayed away from everything with the facility. And he told the Sixers he's not coming back, that they need to trade him. He's not going to play another game for the Sixers. Unfortunately for him, though, his contractual rights don't include are held by the Sixers. Don't include sitting sitting right. out if the Sixers don't. So how does how does that work as far as does he get paid? Nope. Okay, not until so he shows up. So he not he. Now, in fairness, it's up to the team. The team could decide to pay him. So a lot of times, what happens is when athletes hold out like this. Yeah. The team negotiates with the athlete for whatever. And then they say, look, we'll go ahead and back pay you for these days that you miss. But while he's out, he's not getting anything. Not getting paid. And, and his salary, that works out to what? Like something crazy, like 35, 40K every day that he sits at home. Oh, well, must not be that important to him. But see, here's the, here's the problem that I have. Like if you're a professional athlete mm-hmm. and somebody calls you out, why do you go home and say, "Well, I ain't gonna play with you no more"? That's, like, that's dumb. It's just a different, different get in the world, gym and attitude. work out, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's working out somewhere, but he feels like if he's not gonna be appreciated, that he needs to go somewhere where that's what's happen. wrong with people today. Everybody want to be appreciated. Can we just can 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 we do our job? Because that's ultimately like they're paying him to play basketball. They're right. not paying. They're not paying anybody to sugarcoat it. And yes, I know in this new world, everybody has to sugarcoat things. And you know, everybody gets a trophy. You, you're, we're all winners. But really and truly, if you're trying to win an NBA championship, you got to be able to take a shot in the fourth quarter of a game. You and can't you be can't, scared to get fouled, right? So let's talk about who did that. Giannis. Let's talk about that. Who struggled with free throws all through the playoffs but he, until he found a way to make some free throws. He played some defense. He did what he needed to do to, he, to take his team to that next level. Without the prima donna people, he didn't go out and buy no no team and say, okay, right, he didn't need a super we're going we're gonna to get it nope. together. And that's the problem. See, when you get all these superstars together, sometimes the superstars cause too much trouble with right. each other. You got when you're on a championship team, somebody has to be willing to take the back seat and somebody has Serving to be able leadership. to lead. That's right. right? And and that's what a lot of these players don't seem to have. You know, like it's amazing what we can accomplish when we're not worried about who gets the credit. But they clearly so the um the Lakers was his name uh Westbrook. So Russell Westbrook has been traded from my Washington Wizards to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I don't understand this move at all. I don't see how Westbrook works with LeBron James. They both need the ball. They both like to drive to the basket. LeBron has a better outside game than Westbrook, but they both are you know, high rebound, high volume. Well, we'll see high how high usage we'll guys. See, we'll see how that works. And they're both old. And well, old folks, I know this from personal experience. We get hurt doing things. Stepping out of the bed. You know what I mean? Turn it yeah. over. Ah. You know, and turning an ankle when you're 25, you come back the next night and you can play. Turning an ankle when you're 39. You don't come back the next night. I well, mean, it takes weeks did, to recover. I from assume these that things. they have some young, younger players. I mean, I but know, but they don't because they're paying so much money to LeBron, 
Anthony Davis, Westbrook. Hey, did um, what's his name that played in Syracuse? What's his name? Carmelo Anthony's going to be on the, on the team, team now. Too? They got right. a team of grandpas. Right. That's the problem. So yeah. they are a very old team. They are a very star-heavy team. If everybody stays healthy, which the Lakers haven't been able to do. Right. Right. But if everybody can stay healthy, yeah, they've got a shot because they have you know, winning players. Now, with Carmelo and Westbrook, what you have is two players who have very successful careers. They're going to be first ballot Hall of Famers when they retire. But they haven't been able to win in the NBA playoffs. I'm not even talking about yeah. in the finals. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. They, like they're out. Opening they're out round one, playoff series. One, one series right. and gone. Yeah, I get it. You know. Um, I, hey, did you see that um, 75th anniversary little video montage? It's, it's on, it was on Instagram. No. With all the... So it has basically, you know, seven, like the 75 years of players. So it like has like Oscar Robertson... Um, Magic, Kareem, like all the in interspersed with like newer players, but people I know like Larry Bird, sure, Magic, you know, um, are on this commercial. They had Gary Payton, yep, like stopping the stopping the bus with the glove. So you know, I, I thought that was neat. It kind of reminded me like eighties, nineties players when I watched the NBA more because sure. I I couldn't tell you who played. More than five people, really, and I think we named them that are current <laughs> players. I can't, I can't name anymore. You no, know, Steph Curry. We haven't talked about Steph yet. You uh, know, Golden I, State's I mean, still what, looking to, what do, to get back in the mix. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things go. That West is packed. But here's yeah, another we'll player we haven't talked about who, again, isn't playing right now. A former NBA champion in Kyrie Irving who, you know, believes that the earth is flat, believes that he's smarter than the rest of us, but he also does not believe in getting vaccinated. So has Kyrie Irving never gotten a vaccination in his life? I mean, I can't speak to what his vaccination practices have been in the past. I can just tell you that right now, his people, because he doesn't talk too much, but his people are saying that he is not going to get vaccinated. But in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. New York... It is a law that in order to come to work, you have to be vaccinated. So he can't go to work. So he can't go to work. He can't enter that uh, building and practice with his team. So I'm not sure exactly um, what they're going to do. The The Nets feel like he's going to come back. You know, one of the um, proposals out there is that Brooklyn and Philadelphia should just trade their problems. You know, because... Oh, uh, yeah, because Kyrie could practice in Philadelphia. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to be vaccinated there. And then Ben Simmons might feel more appreciated. And look, if you're playing with uh, KD, Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. And you're playing with the beard, yeah, James Harden, you don't need to worry about taking a lot of shots because those two guys, they're you volume getting, You're not getting no shots anyway. Right? So there may be something to that, right? You trade your problems, you know. To each other, and and you see if you can work better with them. So you might see something. Yeah, you know, I thought them Brooklyn Nets were going to do better than they did. Kyrie and Harden got hurt. And see, there you go. And when you're paying three guys, again, the problem with the Lakers, right? When you're paying three guys all all the payroll, you can't put a team around them. Right. You know, not not a great supporting cast. Right, because their supporting cast, they don't get on the floor anyway. 
Right. You know, occasionally get a Blake Griffin who's willing to take a little bit less money, you know, potentially win a ring. Yeah. You know, and that's what Dwight Howard did with the Lakers the year they won in the bubble. Yeah. You know, took a little bit less money. And and they did. They won a ring, right? So it right. all worked out for him. Did, did what he want, we needed to do to get what he wanted. Right. So out you see it. some of that. But in general, you just can't put a great team around. So you count on those superstars. Now, they're not as old as the, the players in L.A. Yeah. So a chance to stay healthy. Yeah. But. Well, let's, let's get off of these sports. Let's talk about something else. What else? Well, another group that's world? just starting up. What the Supreme is? Court that I think is worth oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the uh, Kavanaugh had the COVID when they started out. That's right. Had to do his stuff from virtual. What, Call it in. What I think is, is interesting, though, is the politicization of the Supreme Court. And I think that it is more politicized now than maybe ever in our lifetime. Right? Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, and and it seems like there are a lot of folks relying on the Supreme Court to make decisions about things that, you know, ultimately... We want the Supreme Court to legislate rather than having our legislative bodies right. legislate. Right. Right. And we're blurring these lines of what the, the branches of government should do. Right. Because the, the justices should be, you know, nonpartisan. Right. Right. So... But then, but, but if then I'm a conservative Republican, here's the, here's the issue that I have with that, right? If if the sitting president nominates, and then who's ever who who's whoever is sitting in the Senate passes that, passes right. it, you kind of influence what the country, what direction the country is going. Well, you you influence based, who's sitting on the Supreme Court, and that in turn influences because you can look at somebody's record in their previous court on how they rule on certain things and then you can kind of pick somebody that you feel is going to align themselves in in the way that you um you'd like things to go right right but i mean like the, the so that abortion issue with texas it'll come up well, it it hasn't come up in the Supreme it, Court, sure but the, at the federal court level, it's been um, like it stopped, it, it stopped and, and now it's back, back it's up back up, up yeah. again. After so, you know, so there you got like you know there there are issues, and that issue is going to eventually get to the Supreme Court. But but that's what I'm saying, right? If you're a conservative Republican, what you know right now is you can't get any legislator through the Congress, right? Because the Congress, both houses... Right, right. Uh, you know, well, I guess not both houses. The House is Democrat. The Senate, the Senate is, is... Democrat or even. It's, it's whatever. a split, right. but major, the, you need but more But because than, of Vice President Harris, you can win the, the tiebreaker, right? But you need more than, like, if you need two-thirds of the vote, you're not going to get uh, it in the right. Senate. Right, but, so. but yeah, you, you've got a majority. Um, and then you've got a Democratic president, right? So you know you're not getting legislated through Congress, any legislation through there, right? Right. So what are you doing? You're trying to legislate through the Supreme Court where you know you have an imbalance right. uh, of, of conservative power. versus... So do you think that we, we should have, um, like, I don't know, how, how, do you, how do you, what do you do to make sure that societal rules aren't governed through... I think one thing to look at is maybe put a term limit on justices. 
right? Like most, most of our federal judges have some sort of a term limit set, right? So I think putting that in place more broadly, I think makes sense. That way, yeah, as society yeah. evolves and changes, which happens... But everybody in society is not evolving and changing. That's part of the problem. No, but, but I think just in general as people... We evolve. We evolve. We, we, some people know. realize that things that weren't, that weren't right 400 years ago aren't right today. Right. And eventually. So I, I think that's one thing to look at. The other thing I think is this. We need the justices to understand that they need to stay out of politics, right? So this is what happened. Uh, Justice Coney Barrett gave this big talk about how the, the justices don't get involved in politics, that mm-hmm. they're not Republican or, or Democrat, and that everybody needs to stop, you know, having that impression, right? Yeah. The problem is where she was giving that speech. Yeah. So, which was at the Mitch McConnell Library as part of a fundraiser for Mitch McConnell. For Mitch McConnell's reelection campaign, right? You can't so to ask me, for to impartiality. Me that, to me, that shouldn't should have been something that she should not have been a part and of, I agree 100% period. with that. So, you know, but the, the problem becomes how, you know, it's just like PAC monies, right? Yep. You, you know, when you say, oh, you can't raise but so much. And so I can give my $750 to somebody over here and my $750 to somebody over there. That might not be the amount. But I'm just making up numbers. But, you know. Um, right. There's a contribution then, limit for what, that one person can give to a candidate. To, but when you me, set up when these outside PACs, these right. political action committees. So, so what I think should happen, like justices should not be allowed. They shouldn't be. If, if you're providing some form of a speech, it has to be. It can't be political, you exactly. know, non, nonpartisan period. So right. if, if I'm going to speak somewhere, I'm going to you know, Podunk USA, and I'm just out there giving a speech. I don't know speech. why you're giving a speech, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're a because, justice, right? Because I want, the, you know, if, you, if, I'm, if I'm in a little small town and I want lady to come and speak for me and she can come and speak and she appeals to my values of my community, yeah. then why can't she go, come and speak? Like, let's talk about her, some cases that you ruled on or like whatever. Yeah. You know, you, I don't think that we should limit whether or not they could give a speech. But I, I think while they're sitting, it, they... It's, you, things should be limited. The, the way to show impartiality... Is to not do anything... Is to not do anything partial. Partial, right, right. Now... I'm with you in that being transparent and open is important, and I don't think they should have to live in a cave. I'm not stating that, but but you can't give political speech. You you can't participate yeah, I, in political I, activities. I agree with that. No, there. You, you can't say. Hey, the, I think everybody should be voting for this candidate. So now, where and, is and, the and all the justices have been doing this? It's not. I'm just. Right, yeah, I singled right. out one. So where but, where is the oversight for for the Department of Justice then in that? For the Supreme Court justices, we really don't have that. And so maybe that's where we need to go. We need to shift into, hey, we need to look at putting some checks and balances on the judicial system that's supposed to be the checks and balances for all the other. Right, crap right. That, They're supposed to be on. the check right. on the executive branch and the legislature. Right, you know. Right. So legislators are supposed to check executive, right? So you have those in place, but there's, there's really no watchman, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I don't know that the attorney general really has the authority to kind of step in and say, hey, Supreme Court, you're not doing this right. Well, I mean, when the Supreme Court didn't didn't want to hear the Texas case, 
then the attorney general stepped in to bring suit against the state of Texas. Well, what they did um, when... So a lot of times, I think the Supreme Court gets a bad rap in that what was brought to them wasn't, hey, you need to rule on the legality of the Texas abortion law. It was the way that the law was passed. And so what the Supreme Court came back and said was, you a state legislator take, take care of that. Yeah, a state yourself, legislation right? body passed a law. Yeah. Uh, whether we agree with the law or not is not for us to decide. Right. A state legislative body passed a statewide law. There's nothing that we that, that at that we, time they couldn't do anything about it, and I get that. So then you got the federal. That's where like I'm so saying. So Merrick Garland had to go back and and reword a different suit to bring against the state of Texas right. on behalf of the Department of Justice so that then it could, could, could be heard. Right. But that's to me like Court. where if you want something heard by the Supreme Court, that's to me what the attorney general's office should be doing. Yeah. You know, if, if, if like you said, case wasn't presented in the way that it should have, let me return back to it. Let's write up a new brief. Let's present that one yeah. and see, see how that, that's whether that's accepted or not. That has to be the way that, um, to me, right. that should be how we keep things in balance. But I also think it's important for folks before you start, you know, just castigating the Supreme Court because they, they ruled on this or they wouldn't rule on this. Actually read what it is that they're, you know, and I know that's hard for us to do to actually read. What? You know, <laughs> we just uh, want to look on Facebook and see what, what our news is. Speaking and of Facebook, that. what about that whistleblower that came out on Facebook? Oh yeah, she uh, she she came out saying basically that Facebook knew that it had this inflammatory material that was being propagated through its its search engines, but that they monetized that mm-hmm. and they found that that's a higher profit when that's going on, so they weren't filtering or stopping that the way they should have. Right. And also um content that um can be harmful to children that they weren't doing a good job of filtering that again because that was something like, they, they want the, more clicks. Yeah. The more clicks, the more profit, the more monetization. Like is it clickbait? Is that what it's yeah. called? That movie? Or is it a show? I, I haven't seen that, but I think it's yeah. a show, but that's the idea. Get, draw more eyes, more clicks to, to whatever it is you have. Right. And I think that was a show, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I forget the woman's name, but they had her up in front of uh, Congress briefing them on what these practices are. And so now Facebook has to come and brief and testify as well in front of Congress to, to answer to these allegations. Yeah, it's like, you know, but I don't I don't know what the, what's the world coming to. One other thing I think that was interesting that played out politically is, uh, you know, we have General Milley. Uh, you know, who was chairman of the Joint Chiefs under President Trump, now again chairman under President Biden. Uh, But it came out in a book that during the transition of power, the Chinese government was very concerned about what actions President Trump would take on his way out the door. And so you actually had General Milley calling his counterpart in the Chinese army, Uh saying, look, relax. If if anything happens, I'll talk to you first. And then he also went to members of the Joint Chiefs and said, look, nobody does anything without my okay. Okay. Which isn't the way all of those directives are written, right? It's supposed to start with the president, not with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. But, right. You know, so, so, 
So anyway, what former is, President is, Trump calls him a traitor for doing these things. And so do we think he's a traitor or do we think he was the adult in the room during a time of... Well, I think, I mean... You know, some adolescent activities and some well, incompetent I, leadership, I, we, right? We'd have, to, we'd have to talk another 30 minutes to talk about that. I think I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, interesting to look at. But there is some considerations with every transition of power. That's true. And, and I know there's a lot of concerns, obviously, the January 6th. Uh, right. At, okay, at we don't have time Congress. to talk about January. We don't have time, Bill. It's thirty minutes. We we thirty minutes in. But we missed and you like bring three, in a, four weeks. We're not gonna have an hour show. The we'll Deacon and the a- Doctor fans have we've left them oh. wanting more and more. So we can go a couple of minutes over. Well, as far as Millie's concerned, that was him being an adult with um, Trump, who wasn't acting adult like. He still thinks he won the election. That it was rigged against him, yeah. They're still investigating some of those things. Arizona Arizona finally came out and certified the election uh, for, for President See? Biden. So that just happened in the last couple of weeks. And I mean, like in today's, the day and time that we're in, you what takes so long to certify stuff? Well, it, it didn't take long to certify. It took long for people to stop coming up with false accusations. Oh, okay, okay. That's what so. takes so you know, I'm going to call you a liar. And so we can draw this out a little bit longer. A whole year later. All right. Well, it's great to be back, Dr. Rhonda. All right, Deacon Bill. And we will see you all next week. Thanks for staying in a couple extra minutes with us. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right.